There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Oakland Coliseum in Oakland, California, where today the Houston Astros open up a three-game series against the Oakland A's. Start of a seven-game road trip for the Astros that will also take them to Seattle. They're coming off a 6-4 and four homestand that ended with a loss of the Cubs their last time out on Wednesday, 2-1. to one. Wade Miley gave up two runs, struck out nine in seven innings, but got the loss. Michael Brantley, two hits, including a double in the game as the Astros saw a two-game win streak end. Meanwhile, the A's have lost two in a row after winning 10 consecutive games. Their last game was Wednesday here in Oakland when they lost to the Angels in 11 innings, 12-7. Astros 37-20, first in the AL West, seven and a half games ahead of Oakland and second in the division. A's have a record of 29-27. and 27. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, official health care provider for the Houston Astros, Houston Methodist leading medicine. Brad Peacock getting the ball for the Astros, coming off six scoreless innings his last time out against the Red Sox on Saturday. And that's continuing a recent trend for Peacock. He's been pitching very well. He has. Last four games, how does a 0.39 ERA grab you? I mean, just one run in his last four games. You can't pitch much better than that. Maybe the best we've seen Brad Peacock in this in these, you know, he's gone to the windup. He feels like he has a little bit more rhythm. He's gone to his fastball a little bit more, so hitters can't sit on that that good sweeping slider he has. And and right now, you come into a series against the second place team, and you got Brad Peacock who's pitching very well. Then you got Verlander and Cole right after that. You can't ask for much more. Definitely not. Meanwhile, Mike Fires getting the ball for the A's right-hander. A 5 ERA on the year, maybe a bit misleading. Got off to a rough start, but has been pitching a lot better of late, including a no-hitter earlier this month. Yeah, that no-hitter, and we've got to talk about that no-hitter because he threw 131 pitches in that game in the three outings since then. He hasn't gone over 90 pitches, so I'm not really sure if that's uh, because he threw so many pitches, they're being careful with him, or if there's a little something wrong. They don't want to you know, get him out there too long. The Astros have in his career. Uh, he has a 7.32 ERA against the Astros uh, in those starts. So for whatever reason, the Astros have a good game plan. He likes to throw the high fastball. They make sure he gets it down, and they usually take care of it pretty well. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros uh, getting a really good starting pitching performance from Wade Miley on the day they really need did when the bullpen was pretty taxed. A little better after the off day yesterday. That that certainly helps, but certainly would be nice to see Brad Peacock get relatively deep in today's game as well. Yeah, and you come into a series like this, and it's as meaningful as a series can get when you're talking about May 31st and right. early June. Uh, and we got to keep that in perspective, but you want to go in there with all of your horses. And, and if you really look at things, the Astros, believe it or not, are in way better shape than the Oakland A's are, man. So some of those guys are really taxed. You're seeing a lot of pitchers who've pitched four out of five days, five out of six, three out of four, and that's going throughout their entire bullpen right now. So uh, they've really been hurt by their starting pitchers not going very deep at all. Coming up next, we'll have the manager show with A.J. Hinch presented by Waste Management. A little later, we'll be joined by Astros catcher Garrett Stubbs made his big league debut on Tuesday, but now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. 
Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Welcome back to Astro Lunch, everybody. This is Steve Sparks, and I'm with the skipper, A.J. Hinch, before a three-game series with Oakland, who's in second place in the division. Uh, seems like uh, they're making a good charge again after a slow start in April. Oakland A's playing much better in the month of May. They are, and they're a good team. They, they always play well in this ballpark. Uh, they always play us tough, and, and you know they're interesting matchups. We, we, we like our right-handed pitching against their predominantly right-handed lineup. We miss Matt Olson. This season, their big left-handed bat in the middle of their order, so that'll be a different look. Their bullpen's been taxed, but they uh, they find ways to win and they, they they find ways to put pressure on you. They they they're playing excellent defense compared to previous seasons, which has been the biggest advancement for them. But um, it'll be tough for them for them for us to uh, to come in here. We got to play well to beat them. Their offense has gotten a lot better. Olsen's a great defender at first base, but in the last 21 games, they have 42 homers, and that coincides when Matt Olsen came back. But uh, he can protect a lot of other guys, can't he? He can, and he's a big presence there, and he's starting to handle left-handed pitching, which is always something that he struggled with in the past. And so when you're thinking about bringing in a left-handed reliever and and you know he's surrounded by guys that handle left-handed pitching, now he's hitting left-handed pitching. He's really tough to match up. If you stay down in the strike zone with him, you're in some deep trouble. He's got a ton of power. He gets to balls now uh, as he's maturing. He's a, he's a huge presence in their order, and and he's somebody that we notice when the lineup rolls around. Um, despite not having Chris Davis, you start you start pick, you know fixating on yeah. uh, how you're going to get through Matt Olson hitting in the, in the middle of the order. How how important was that off day yesterday for you guys just to take a little breather because it's been a long stretch for about a month now. Yeah, it's, this is going to get a lot better for us. We have an off day here. We have an, a couple off days at home. Next home stand. Yeah. Uh, this team we're a little bit beat up. Everybody knows that. We are starting to get a little healthier, but um, it's it is important for us to mentally get away a little bit. As much as that happened in that last home stand, we still had a winning home stand. We had we won two series against. Uh, really good teams in the in the Red Sox and the Cubs. We split the series against the White Sox, so we we walk away from the homestand feeling pretty good. Uh, the off day was huge for us. It was a travel day. We got out to the West Coast early. Guys could have a, have a night off. Uh, they'll show up ready to play today. Hey, starting pitching has been great, including Brad Peacock, who's pitching tonight. Another two-two. That is on the inside corner for strike three. Frozen with a fastball. Peacock with his eighth strikeout. It's his biggest pitch so far this game. Important situation. And when he really needed it, caught that inside corner with a good fastball. 2-2. Swing and a miss. Struck him out on a fastball down and in. And Peacock picks up his ninth K and strands a pair. Peacock delivers with a runner going from first. Strike three call. And Bogarts will take a seat. Wow, what a strikeout start for Brad Peacock. 2-2. Swing and a miss. Got him on a high fastball. Devers strikes out. Peacock has whiffed eight. Peacock retired the last nine men he faced. His last four games, you can't pitch much better than that. No, especially because he's using all of his pitches. He's not getting outs in one way. He's he's pitching to a really good game plan. He's executing. Uh, his fastball has been really good. He's been able to perfect that, that moving fastball, that sinking fastball, arm side, and also the high carry fastball up above the zone. So when he's got both those fastballs working, uh, he's landing his breaking ball. He's mixed in a couple change-ups. Um, he's, got, he's got some rhythm. He's got a little bit of confidence. He, he's been really fun to watch pitch. Where does the deception come from with Brad Peacock? Because we see so many uh, 
strikeouts looking yeah. on the fastball. Yeah, no, it's got a little. They call it stun fastball, or they, you know, maybe maybe guys sit spin because he, he has such a devastating right on right mm -hmm. fastball. You see a lot of guys do that, and and his ball moves. It has, you know, sometimes you face guys. And you can look up on the board, and it says 92, and it's not the same 92 that it is for another guy. It's a why is that? I think it's just it's just the way. I mean, guys are different. Guys, it's not it's this is not a pitching machine. These yeah. are guys that are that have different arm actions, different timing. Sometimes it's late, sometimes it's early. Um, there's no really no really way to describe it other than the hitter will let you know whether he sees it or not. When you were catching, did you see the pitcher the same way you did when you were hitting? Well, no, I caught a lot better than I hit. Uh, <laughs> well, 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 as far as the ball coming in, like say yeah. if a guy hides the ball well, no. could you see that as yeah, a catcher? Yeah, no, no, you can see it as a catcher. First off, you know what's coming. You called it. Um, and then, you know, second, you've worked with these guys and seen pitch after pitch. I mean, and, and as a hitter, you may only see, you know, one to three or one to four pitches uh, at bat. With As a catcher, you see every single one of them. So um, judging by my numbers, I saw the ball fine as a receiver. <laughs> I did not see it very well as a hitter. My, uh, Mike Fires pitching against you guys tonight with Oakland. Of course, he was here, uh, but you guys have had success against against him uh, over a seven ERA. What's the secret? Uh, you got to get a pitch and ambush him. You know he's he he will miss inside the strike zone. He, he you know if you don't chase on him, you get yourself into some good counts. He's got to throw the big part of the plate, and we've had some success hammering the high fastball that he that he does. We don't usually swing at the breaking ball in the dirt, so that'll be key. Uh, now this is a different team we're bringing in to face fires. Some guys are going to face him for the first time, uh, but if you got to lock in the strike zone because he does flirt around the strike zone, doesn't necessarily pound strike after strike after strike. Um, specifically below the zone and above the zone on the plate, if you command those two areas, you got a pretty good chance to hit him. This specific ballpark, Oakland Coliseum, very spacious, a lot of foul mm -hmm. territory. Do you guys have to remind your players about different things? Just the new guys. I mean, the old guys come here all the time, but yet, you know when you see. Um, Jack Mayfield, Miles Straw, Tony Kemp now at second base, even though he's been here. We'll familiarize them as fast as possible with the, you know, just never give up on a play here. There's, there's more plays that you can make by just continuing the play than, than you can possibly imagine. All right, A.J. Hinch, good luck tonight. And this ball's driven toward left center field. That one is headed for the gap, and that will hit off the base of the wall in front of the visitors' bullpen as Stubbs' first big league hit is a double in his first plate appearance. And Stubbs pokes it into left field, and that's a base hit. That'll tie the ball game. Garrett Stubbs, two for two, is a big leaguer. What a two-strike approach from Garrett Stubbs. Garrett Stubbs, two for two out of the ninth spot. He was the Johnny Bench Award winner in college at USC. That's goes to the nation's best catcher in college. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Garrett Stubbs. Made his big league debut on Tuesday getting to catch Corbin Martin. And you got called up on Sunday when Max Stassi went down. First of all, if I remember correctly, you got pulled from the game Saturday night when the Astros knew that there was a possibility that uh, they might need a, a catcher. You got pulled from that game uh, with Round Rock. So, I mean, obviously, you get pulled from a game. That obviously lets you know something's up, right? Yeah, so I was uh, coming out as the fifth inning, and I was coming off the field after we just um, finished the inning. And uh, Mickey looked over at me and kind of waved me over. Mm -hmm. um, we just went through a 1-2-3 inning, too, so I was kind of wondering what he was going to wave me over for. And then he said, hey, i got to pull you out of the game. Um, and I just kind of smiled because um, I wasn't hurt, and there's only other one other reason why. He'd get pulled out of a game, and he told me I was going to the show the next day. So um, I was pretty excited, to say the least. Does that is the celebration muted at all? Because, I mean, there was still a game going on? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, obviously, their game was still going on, so we had a, 
um, <laughs> a game to finish. Yeah. Um, but I had all the, my teammates um, standing there, so I got to uh, embrace them and um, enjoy it with them. Um, there wasn't any loud screaming or anything like that. <laughs> um, but it was just awesome to be able to enjoy um, that moment with guys that I've been playing with um, since, since I got drafted. So you come up Sunday, you don't get into a game Tuesday, and you knew, AJ told you that was going to be your, your first start. How nerve-wracking, if at all, were those two days in the big leagues not playing? Yeah, the, the anticipation of um, knowing the exact moment when you were going to play. Um, I was kind of hoping I was just going to get tossed in there maybe one of the first two days yeah. um, and you know not be able to think about it and just get thrown into a situation and um, get myself going. But uh you know, going to bed that night before um, knowing that the next day I was going to be in the starting lineup uh, was a pretty special feeling. Um, definitely butterflies in my stomach. Um, but I, when I woke up that next morning, I was I was definitely nervous when I started the day. But once I got to the ballpark and started my routine, um, it really just felt like another game. Um, and I was excited to be working with Corbin, too. Yeah, I was going to say, did it help that you were catching Corbin Martin, someone you, you obviously have plenty of familiarity with? Yeah, and A.J., um, unbelievable manager, did that you know knowing yeah. that I would be able to get my feet under me um with a guy that I knew his stuff um we had worked well together before in AAA um so it was good to be able to catch a guy off the bat um that I had caught before um and kind of get the flow of the game going and, and knowing his stuff so that helped me um kind of feel more comfortable about having my first game now you played at USC you were Johnny Bench Award winner your last year there, 2015, and that's given to the best collegiate catcher. And I understand you've gotten a, to know Johnny Bench a little bit, Hall of Fame catcher. Yeah, so, he, yeah, he texted me um, after my first debut and just said, wow, what a debut. Couldn't have asked for more than that. And uh, um, his my relationship with him since winning the award has been great. He's been nothing but uh, a mentor to me and a, and a good friend. Um, just giving me little bits and pieces here and there. We get to go to dinner in spring training. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm hoping that I get to stay up here for uh, the Cincinnati trip because uh, the Johnny Bench Awards announced that same week. Is that right? Um, so he wanted me to come out there and uh, be a, a guest at the award ceremony. So I'm hoping I get to do that. It'd be pretty fun. Now, by the time you got your first big league at bat, you already caught a little bit, caught a couple of innings. Did that, did that help at all that you, you were already in the flow of the game? Yeah, no, I was definitely glad that um, I got to go on defense first, um, play a little bit, you know, get those initial butterflies out. Um, and honestly, once I got up to, to hit, I wasn't even thinking about hitting at all that day. The whole day I was just thinking about, all right, how are we going to get these guys out? How am I going to get Corbin going? How are we going to get this game um, feeling comfortable for him, knowing that it's my first day too? Um, and it was fun having two rookies out there to be able to do that. And so when I came up to bat, um, you know, whatever had happened in that back would have been fine with me because I was so focused on the defensive side. Um, and as a catcher, um, it's kind of nice. Um, you know, I don't go on the outfield and, you know, wait for a ball. I'm Right after my at-bat, no matter what, I'm back in there and, and thinking about how to get the next guy out. Garrett Stubbs, Astros catcher, thanks for joining us, and welcome to the big leagues. Yeah, thanks for it. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.